my teaching, my values, whatever. Good morning and welcome to Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. I'm Chris Yao, and we are excited for another great show that we have lined up for you today. We, of course, have Scott Stewart coming your way with news from Pulaski and Lawrenceburg, as well as their surrounding counties in Giles and Lawrence counties. I've got more coming up from Murray County as well. We have an interview exclusive with Jim Hageman of Spring Hill. So looking forward to sharing with you all of the news that is coming in that. Right now, we're going to send you down to Pulaski for Scott Stewart and the wrap. Hey everybody, it's Scott Stewart, and this is the Pulaski Citizen Wrap for this week. In the spot of honor, top and center of this week's front page of the Pulaski Citizen is our amazing citizen spotlight, Pratora Bean, who just celebrated her 100th birthday. So what, join me in wishing Miss Bean a happy birthday. There's a lot of bright and happy faces on the front page of this week's Pulaski Citizen as we highlight Giles FOP's Cops and, Cops and Kids Christmas event. It's a great event. If you've never seen it in action, you ought to see it. It's just, it's really heartwarming to see the faces of those kids and police officers alike sharing the joy of Christmas with each other. Uh, we try to do the best we can to uh, display it on the front page of the paper, and you get to see that, but it's nothing like seeing it live. Also on the front page this week, the Pulaski Board of Mayor and Ottoman, they've wrapped up their business for 2023, but they're set up and ready to go. Hit the ground running for 2024. This week, Johnny Phelps in Giles Pass highlights the Peach community right down there below uh, Minor Hill. And our old friend Trey Donovan's back. You know, Trey likes to share playlists with us. This year for Christmas, he's got us a Blue Christmas playlist, so don't miss that. And with Christmas coming up next week, it's time for our annual Christmas greeting section. And you know what that means. We get to learn more about Christmas from some of our local students. Always fun to get their perspective on Christmas. Uh, we get to see our local Christmas parades and our local businesses wish you all a Merry Christmas. So make sure you pick one up just for the Christmas section this week. Also, of course, every week in the Pulaski Citizen, you get obituaries, backward glances, court docket, property transfers, community briefs, church page, fun and games, and don't miss the back of A section this week. Story and Lee over in Lawrence County is having a big sale. It's their end of year sale they have every year. You got to see that and then run on over there and check out all the great deals at Story and Lee Furniture. All of us here at the Plasky Citizen want to wish you a very merry and blessed Christmas. I always remember that this is the time of year we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God has come to us and there's nothing but good news to share. Merry Christmas. Back to you, Chris. Thanks, Scott. Taking a look now at Main Street Murray, we've got several great stories, including a big story on water grants coming to Murray County and Spring Hill and what they are planning to do with that. You can find that on the front page of Main Street Murray. You can also find uh, the Tennessee Department of Transportation has put Spring Hill's Main Street uh, project on the 10-year plan. So that is, of course, very important. And we'll talk with Mayor Hageman about that in just a little bit. Also from Spring Hill, you can find a story on the Spring Hill Commerce Center, which includes a future airport in Spring Hill on the east side of I-65, on the other side of 
Highway 431. So there is a, a big project coming, but before the airport, there will be uh, several other uh, entities built. So there will be office buildings and uh, much more stuff, but that's also included in the conversation with Mayor Hagman a little bit later. So full details there and in Main Street Murray. The City of Columbia is going to uh, put some renovation money into Fire Station 1, $4.8 million has been approved by the council. And there's a full story by Olivia Adams on the front page of Main Street Murray. And the Zentria manufacturing plant is headed to Mount Pleasant. So there's a full story on that and what they do and what this means for Mount Pleasant. So five stories on the front page this week from Main Street Murray. All three local municipalities are represented on the front page. We have 11 stories that are all local inside the Main Street Murray uh, news section. Another seven in sports. We'll let Mo tell you about that a little bit later. So make sure to pick up your copy of Main Street Murray this week. Right now, I'll send you down to Scott again, who's in Lawrenceburg. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Stewart with the Lawrence County Advocate Wrap this week. Christmas is just around the corner, and they celebrated in a big way down at St. Joseph this weekend with their annual Christmas parade. See the photos from the event on the front page of this week's Lawrence County Advocate. Qualifying for the March 5th election is closed, and you can find out who qualified to run, who's running for what, right there on the front page of Lawrence County Advocate. Etheridge police are warning of a scam where someone is out uh, collecting money on behalf of the Etheridge Police Department. This is not valid, and they ask that you call them if you get contacted with this scam to find out about it on the front page. Also on the front, the Crockett Theater is going to get a much-needed HVAC system thanks to a grant from the State Historical Commission. Inside, things are changing for raised produce. Find out the story behind the popular business and what's going on with it in the future. We've got a ribbon cutting, We've got a blue Christmas playlist for you. Last minute Christmas ideas, Senior Central and West End Club in our lifestyle section this week. Also inside, there were a couple of great games down at Loretto when Lawrence County came to town last week. The girls went into overtime before the Lady Mustangs were able to win. And in the boys game, there were two baskets in the final 10 seconds for, before the Lawrence County Wildcats were able to pick up the win on the road. All in this week's sports section in Lawrence County Advocate along with the Summertown boys and girls and what's been going on with them. Finally, our annual Christmas greeting section is uh, this week, and it's full of greetings to our readers from local businesses and fun Christmas stories and photos, including parades and community celebrations. We really hope you enjoy it. Before we go, all of us at The Advocate just want to wish our friends and neighbors here in Lawrence County a merry and blessed Christmas. We encourage you to seek out why we celebrate Christmas and receive the ultimate blessing of Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas. We'll be right back after this. Having a good, confident smile and being able to portray that positivity to others is really helpful. A professional family atmosphere is what we get every time we come here. Our hygienists do a better job at kind of assessing mouths and coming up with plans than most dentists do. They're very kind and they're very aware of other people. I think if there's things that I would want you to leave here with, I want you to feel like you were heard, that we listened to you, and I want you to feel like that your concerns were addressed. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, 
is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Welcome back into Mornings on Main Street. I'm Chris Yao today with Mayor Jim Hagman on Mayor's Corner. Mayor, thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. And surprise, we're going to talk about traffic in Spring Hill. <laughs> and uh, the, the good thing is we're, we're getting to a point where, you know, maybe not in the next two, three, five years even, but help is on the way. And this is great because the TDOT 10-year plan came out. And as we had the conversation with TDOT in November, if you're on this list, they say you're going to get it done. Well, Highway 31, State Route 6, whatever you want to call it, Main Street is on the list. Yes. And so I want to give a shout-out to TDOT, and I want to give a shout-out to all of the people, various methods and methodologies that they use to... Uh, court TDOT to get Spring Hill and our citizens on the plan, the funded plan, to uh, do our main arteries, which are Highway 31 as well as um, Highway 65. And that is a great news for Spring Hill because um, everyone knows we have traffic issues and these two funded projects on the 10-year plan by TDOT is going to mitigate that traffic substantially. Uh, thank you, citizens, so much that for keeping the pressure on us elected officials that we can pass that up in different ways up to TDOT for them to help make the decision to have Spring Hill definitely be incorporated into that plan. It is a welcome, welcome, long-awaited, uh, great news. Uh, and to Well, especially, especially because we were on the three-year plan Yes, two years ago. We right. taken off of the three-year plan. So kind of felt like things were up in the air. Well, we had a, uh, you know, we invited TDOT leadership as well as other elect state elected officials to one of our bowl meetings in November. And um, we just were very blunt with them and said, why, why are we not on the three-year plan anymore? And the answer is, is they were in the process of doing away with the three-year plan and doing everything to a 10-year plan. And they said, if we're going to put it on the plan, it will happen. And so, um, you know, they made the announcement a couple days ago yesterday actually and said you this is the way it is all over the state and Spring Hill was one of those recipients of that and we are thankful now again it's on the 10-year plan but construction is set to begin in the 10th year of that 10-year plan in 2033 things are going to get worse before they get better but the city has some plans to try and take pressure off of Main Street First, you've got the Kedron Road project yes. with, uh, you know, with, with the new Kedron Square as well as other developments over there on the, the USTA. Right. You, you, there, there are other places where traffic may be able to come off of 31 uh, because of what you know what this the, what your traffic engineers and city staff have come up with. Right. So, in addition to the ones that you mentioned. Chris, is we also have the widening of Buckner. Mm -hmm. And Buckner is a five-lane widening project and is currently two lanes. And that 
is a north-south corridor that mimics um, parallels Highway 31 as well as Highway 65. And of course, on Highway 65, and I think we're going to talk about that in a minute, but part of taking the traffic off of Highway 31 is to the interchange that's coming in our project called June Lake. Yeah, and so when you've got Buckner at five lanes and you've got June Lake right there, folks, and you've got duplex at three lanes. I mean, yes. it's, a, it's a wide road. It's, 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 you know, this is a way to get around having to get on Main Street. And so hopefully Highway 31 in that stretch can become more of a business corridor. I think that's that's kind of the hope. Absolutely, and we also have we have we have a thing called a bypass. Uh, it's Miles Johnson, and that that's is right. another road that we have. And there are plans on the books. They're not funded yet, but we are in the planning stages of making Miles Johnson uh, bypass to go further north than it does right now. And so that is uh, more to come on that. Sure. Uh, uh, so yeah, so all of those things in the, the business corridor as things are erected. Buckner is not going to be a business quarter because that's rooftops residential. Right. But uh, the other roads you mentioned, definitely. But getting, getting folks, if they're trying to get to the interstate, instead of being on 31, they'll be on Buckner going to June Lake, most likely, Correct. hopefully. And folks who are just need to get to Walmart or Publix or yeah. whatever can use Main Street. And we can, like I said, take that, take that pressure off of, uh, of 31. I think that's... That's a big plan, and, and, and it was a forward-thinking plan for the city to just say, hey, let's, let's just try and get folks off of 31 somehow, and it's, and it's working out. That can I say this? Can I, sure. So one of the things that we plan as well, the Spring Hill opened up a new elementary school, That's right. Amanda North, uh, named after a, an incredible resident that uh, with a lot of history behind her. Anyway, part of the plan for that is during the school time, the loading and unloading of students, Highway 31 was used a lot by school buses. Well, Amanda North services all people west of Highway 31. So all that traffic stays west of 31. And so that was part of the plan as well. Uh, that's, that, that's is out. A, that is a big, big part. Now, the June Lake Interchange. Obviously, there's been some delays, but things seem to be on track right now for hopefully the spring. That's correct. That's the latest word that is from TDOT and uh, late spring. And uh, we are, all the construction that's going on right now, it is, we are told that it, everything is on track. And so for that, winning in late spring. And so that's what our, where our faith is currently. And this is the, I think the third delay for this. It's, you know, it was supposed to be an open back in August and then later on in the summer and now next year, 2024, um, late spring. And so we believe that will be a go. And that's what we have to go on right now because our experts in the field, TDOT, so that's what they tell us, and so we are. That's what we believe. One of the reasons for that is because starting this week until what late February, early March, they can't pave. Correct. There's a paving window that you can't pave in because it's too cold. <laughs> paving asphalt, not right. concrete. Right. Yes. Correct. So the so the the asphalt can't be laid until that's right early spring. Therefore, it's going to take a little bit longer, and and so just as a Clarification point. It's a chemical it, thing. It, it is. It's a <laughs> chemical thing. But anyway, that's why there, yes. there is a reason that that, there, that there's a, a bit of a delay. Now, June Lake on the other side of I-65 takes you to 431. Now, mm -hmm. 
in the very near future, thanks to uh, Monday night's BOMA meeting, we learned that Project Suitcase now has a identity and a plan. And that's big news. It's big news. So yeah, Project Suitcase is uh, is a thing that's gonna. It's a development that's really exciting and is very will serve the citizens of Spring Hill for decades into the future and those that are surrounding uh, outside the city limits. Because what it's going to bring to our amazing city is um, some industry that we don't have right now. It's also going to service uh, some people in the aviation world that Spring Hill doesn't have right now and all of those components. Just, not just Spring Hill. Williamson County doesn't have. All of Williamson County. <laughs> I mean, we will have something in Spring Hill that Williamson County doesn't have at all. And it will. Uh, we are just excited as this uh, project continues to progress. And there's a lot, a lot of support from many levels through the state all the way up to the highest server in the state of Tennessee. Well, I, you know, for folks who don't understand, the, 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 the tax increment financing that you guys approved is essentially allowing uh, allowing their taxes to pay off their bonds after they pay debt service to the city, the county, and pay for schools. Yes. So they're, they, the, the, we are collecting taxes. They are paying into some of the uh, bigger pots, but they are also allowed to use those taxes to pay off loans and bonds. Uh, but that comes to that that comes from you know a major tax expectation on the back end where we're talking about what I think they said two hundred million dollars mm -hmm. or something over twenty years. Right. And so the uh, the acronym for tax increment financing is a TIF and that is an incentive basically that is a win for the city as well as it's a win for it's a partnership. Sure. A win for the developers. And like you were saying, Chris, that all those things do occur during that kind of financing. And it's just a, a, a it's something that um, as you as the project progresses, uh, it is 100% a good thing for our citizens, again, as well as the developers, because as money is, I call it creative financing. It is. And, um, and these are partnerships that happen between the developers and the private and the public sector. So this whole project is, I consider it a private-public partnership. And it's not a win, and if it is not a win for the citizens, I would not be on board with it. But part of what happens for this to happen, we have created a, what we call an IDB Industrial Development Board. And their charge, their mission is to make sure that the financing, if this is a good thing for the city, if the numbers work. If the numbers work. And the numbers only work as far as I'm concerned, if the citizens win and all the numbers were crunched and this is the best practice at this time. No doubt. Well, we appreciate you taking time with us here on Mornings on Main Street, and we'll be back with more right after this. Thank you. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily, as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the pig.
Welcome back into Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. It is time now to take a look at sports. We've got, of course, Maurice Patton here in Murray County, Wade Neely down in Giles County. We're going to get you to those now. We'll start with Mo. Thanks, Chris. This week's print edition of Main Street Murray has, well, it's it's kind of the typical stuff for this time of year. We've got some wrestling coverage as we had teams in action down in Brentwood over the weekend at the Ray Dalton Memorial Invitational at Brentwood Academy and had some pretty good showings over there. We've got a piece on Spring Hill girls basketball interim coach Tashiro Goodman-Jones and how she got there and, and what kind of pushes her as she continues with the Lady Raiders. Also, some sad news as we give you a couple of details on our recent loss of former Columbia Academy football standout, Trey Davidson, who died in a motorcycle wreck over the weekend. So again, a couple of details on that. But um, Basketball all over the place. Giles County and Mount Pleasant played last weekend down in last week down in Mount Pleasant. We've got coverage of both ends of that doubleheader, courtesy of Wade Neely and the Pulaski Citizen. We've also got um, our box scores, as we do every week, box scores from all of the games that we didn't get to last week. We've got local leaders in scoring and in three-pointers, so we will have that every week, so be sure and check back over the basketball season for that in the print edition. A um, couple of local softball standouts signed scholarships with Columbia State. We've got something on them, as well as Zion Christian getting another set of state championship rings for their softball players there. So, again, that's all in the print edition of this week's Main Street Murray. Check also for coverage of our high school landscape on MainStreetSports.com. Thanks, Mo. All right, Wade Neely has your report from Giles County. Let's send it to you now. What's up, folks? Wade Neely here, sports editor of the Pulaski Citizen. We have got another jam-packed sports edition. Basketball season is off, and it is running. And Giles County, Richland, and UT Southern are all featured in this week's edition. Feature story this week, the Giles County boys basketball team has pushed its winning streak to seven games, eight by the time, potentially even nine by the time that you are watching this, as Giles County got nice wins last week. We began the week with a Tuesday victory versus Fayetteville, and then Giles County followed up with an absolute nail-biter, 52-51 on the road last Thursday at Mount Pleasant. That game was an electric one as Mount Pleasant threw everything they had at Giles County. The Bobcats were playing without the services of senior standout forward J.C. on Coffey, who was sick. And at the end, Giles County freshman guard Kaysen Howard is the one who makes the big plays down the stretch for GCHS, scoring 11 of his 18 in the fourth quarter. Uh, that is our feature story this week. Other feature story, uh, also co-headlining uh, this week's edition, the Giles County Lady Bobcats picked up their first win of the season on that same night versus Mount Pleasant. Good end-to-end -end victory for the ladies as they eventually cruise to a double-digit plus victory. Nearly got up to 30 points at one point in the second half. Giles County knocking off uh, Mount Pleasant. If you were with us last week, you know that we told you guys this was coming, but you can find a full recap of the Richland Middle School victories. The boys and the girls went on the road and knocked off Ridgeforth. 
We broadcast those games last Monday night. It feels like it was uh, forever ago, but uh, we weren't able to squeeze that in print last week. We do have some great photos, courtesy of our friend uh, Salute to Becky Russell for helping us out with our Richland photography at times this season. And we have uh, words and pictures from Richland and their victories uh, last Monday night in middle school action at Bridge Fourth. Speaking of Richland, we were on hand last Friday night as the Raiders uh, were swept by Wayne County. Two really good Wayne County teams. Obviously, the ladies back-to-back -back Class A runner-ups. Uh, they got the nice win as Richland led by nine in the second quarter, led by six at halftime, but Wayne County eventually pulls away for the win. Kind of a bittersweet night for Richland Jr. forward Shelby Higgins as she hit a third quarter three-pointer that pushed her to 1,000 career points. She was recognized in a tribute uh, postgame, and so we hope to uh, run some photos of that in next week's edition. Uh, but the boys also fell. Wayne County's got a really good boys team, and the Richland Raiders did not come out and play their best game on Friday. Uh, so they unfortunately fell at home. Um, also, as always, we have words from our good friend Larry Woody, but a special uh, shout-out this week to the UT Southern men's basketball team. The Firehawks are absolutely rolling these days, and the Firehawks got a really nice home win. They're receiving votes in the NAIA Top 25, and they knocked off a team in similar uh, capacity as they defeated Life University out of Marietta, Georgia. That game was played in the CAC here in Pulaski, and UT Southern got the nice win. Darian Hudson uh, had a really strong performance. If you have not seen the senior guard, Darian Hudson, for UT Southern, uh, he is going to go down. He's already the, the program's all-time leading point scorer. He leads in assists. Uh, but he's going to go down as one of the great legends, I should say, or, or could say, in Giles County history. If you've not seen him, you're running out of chances to do so. UTS is a phenomenal program, and so we feature content on them. And also, as always, uh, you can turn in your fearless forecasters picks. We're down to the nitty-gritty. We're down to the final week. It's bowl season, and you have a chance to uh, submit your picks. And if you pick perfect this week, you win $800. So make sure you check it out. We have a jam-packed edition in print this week, but as always, if you missed any bit of that, you can find us online at PulaskiCitizen.com. I'm your sports editor here at the Pulaski Citizen, Wade Neely, saying so long. Thanks, fellas. When we come back, we've got weather and more on Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. We'll be right back. They have always met wildest expectations as far as taking care of my teeth my health. You know, teeth health is very important now to your heart. And I told him one day, I said, I'd love to have nice teeth and nice hair. And uh, he said, uh, well, I can take care of the teeth, but I can't take care of the hair. And I said, you can make my teeth? He said, yeah. I said, well, let's go for it. And he did. And I have been tremendously pleased. Dr. Hart, if you need him at night, he's here. This staff here will take care of you. 24-7. You don't have to worry about, I can't get a hold of my dentist, my tooth's hurting. No. They will be here for you. And if I could get Dr. Hart to take that same artistry that he has and grow hair, then he would, he would be double rich. Welcome back in to Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. It is time to take a look at your forecast, and to do that, we have our friends from Tennessee Valley Weather. So, 
We'll send you down there now to take a look at today's forecast as well as your seven-day look. From the Tennessee Valley Weather Channel, this is your weather on Main Street. Good Wednesday morning to you. I'm Kelly Ross and in the Tennessee Valley Weather Center it is a chilly start to the day once again across southern middle Tennessee. We are starting in the 20s and the 30s for this morning and we will see a mixture of sunshine and clouds for the rest of this afternoon and we are going to stay dry for your Wednesday as well. Winds will be out of the south about 5 to 10 miles an hour warming us up into the low to mid 50s across the area for this afternoon heading into tonight. We will hold on to a little bit of cloud cover with some clear sky here and there but overall dry conditions for tonight as well as for Thursday and into Friday as well and we are going to continue to gradually warm up as we progress throughout the next few days temperatures only in the lower 50s for today mid 50s by your Thursday and Friday we're talking mid to upper 60s heading into your Saturday and Sunday we are looking like some rain showers heading into Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And that's going to do it for this edition of Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Of course, we once again invite you down to Southern Middle Tennessee. It is Christmas time and the last minute Christmas shopping can be done at many of our beautiful shops here in Columbia, Pulaski, Lawrenceburg and surrounding communities. We'd love to see you come on down to Southern Middle Tennessee. Until next week, we'll see you then.